Welcome to the Race Station Podcast, where it's all about thriving in work and play in the age of the digital nomad. Out of Las Palmas, we bring you the best tips and stories provided by our visiting remote work champions. Hey, Tom, welcome to Restation Podcast. Thank you very much for uh, being here. I actually met Tom here in uh, uh, Grand Canaria, where Restation is based, and uh, uh, Tom is doing a lot of uh, epic stuff, and it's mostly all goes about uh, self-publishing, and uh, his market is German. Hi, thank you for having me, first of all. Yeah, my name is Tom. I'm 24 years old. I'm an online marketer and publisher, as Maria told you already. And I met her on Gran Canaria, which was one of my destinations over the last six months of traveling. It was always cool to be there, restation and all the events. So where are you now, actually? I'm at home in Germany at the moment, um, at the home of my parents. So I'm sitting here in the living room with a dog and it's oh my gosh. Nice weather here, better than in Las Palmas. Yeah, it is actually. I'm so sorry to say that, but yes, yeah. this year has been like really tricky. Um, all right, Tom, like, uh, so let's jump into your business, into like the stuff that uh, you do. Uh, can you just, you know, uh, uh, quickly tell your story? How did you start and when did you start and what is that actually that you do? Yeah, of course. I, well, the story begins in, I think it was 2015. I was a business student in Germany and um, then I went to a year abroad in Ireland and I came back after this year abroad and I just had to write my bachelor thesis. And uh, then I got a letter and the German government told me, you won't get any student's lo- student loan anymore. So oh my God. I was there with no money. Yes, it was horrible. And I had to think about my future, like how am I going to write my bachelor thesis without any income? So um, I searched for possibilities. I typed in how to make money online. I had a small job in a bakery, but it was always a bit <laughs> tricky, I would say. Oh um, my God, I'm sorry, I love bakeries. <laughs> yeah, but you have, to, you have to get up very early. I think it yeah. was at maybe three or four during the night and I couldn't really focus on my bachelor thesis. So I decided, okay, I want to work from from home, from my student apartment. And then I was searching for different business models online and you will find blogging, Amazon FBA, um, what else? Like there are so many different options, but I always had the problem. I didn't know how to start. I had no capital, I had no knowledge about all the online stuff and then I found out about Kindle publishing I think it was in 2016 then and um, yes this was the only opportunity where you could start with no money no knowledge or almost no knowledge and you got results within a few days or weeks um, compared to like blogging where you have to wait months until you get maybe your first affiliate marketing incomes or stuff like this. So I chose this and um, the next problem was I'm not a writer and I had no no money for ghostwriters. So I had to write my book, my first book by my own. So I sat in my student apartment and I researched my first topic 
And I wrote my first book in six weeks about the ketogenic diet and had no knowledge before, like when I started. So I really started from zero, started from scratch. And um, then I published the book and it was quite successful from day one. Like I had my first sale um, on the second day, I think, not day one, but day two. And when you got your first sale in online business, you're like motivated and very euphoric. And then it continued. Yeah, this is kind of my story. Wow. And so how did you land your first topic? I mean, it's really, really specific. So, you know, like, uh, uh, how did this, how did this cross your mind? Yeah, I watched a few YouTube videos where they describe the process of the niche analyzers and how to find profitable niches online. And um, I think I saw this niche on the US, on the US market. And I saw there was just one book on the German market at this time. And it was very expensive and but was well selling. So I knew, okay, there was demand in this niche. And then I just started. So I compared this niche with a few other topics. And um, yeah, I was a bit interested in like nutrition, supplements, fitness. So I just started with this topic and it was a good choice. Like this book sold, I think, over 5,000 copies within one and a half years. And it's still selling. Yeah, it's still selling. Not that well anymore because there are a lot of competitors now. But it's still okay. Like it's still making maybe one to two hundred euros a month. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, for like uh, something like completely passive. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the good thing about the whole um, business. It's completely passive, maybe 99%. And yeah, after this first book, I published another book. Um, I financed a ghostwriter by my first incomes of the first book. And then somebody reminded me, oh, Tom, you have to write your bachelor thesis. I was so in my focus. I was so euphoric that I f completely forgot about my bachelor thesis. <laughs> and during this bachelor thesis, I completely stopped publishing books. But I recognized I still get paid. Like I'm still selling because Amazon is doing all this stuff. And this was my second, like, aha moment, epiphany moment, where I realized, okay, this business is passive and I don't really work, to, I don't really need to work on it and it's still making money. And this was a big factor for my future. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, how many books do you have at the moment? Mm. The, like I, I've, I changed my strategy one year ago, so I'm not publishing by myself anymore. I have corporations with different authors and ghostwriters. So uh -huh. um, they are doing all the content stuff. They are writing the book and I do all the rest, the marketing, promotion, the cover art and stuff like this. So I've published by myself maybe 20 books and okay. another around about 30 books with the corporations now within one year. Okay. So, uh, uh, did you write like from, from the 20 books that you published by yourself, did you write any of the books? Yeah. Just the first one. <laughs> oh, so just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just so basically, but at least you wrote the thesis. Yeah. And the thesis was very successful too. It was about Facebook marketing. <laughs> but did you, did you actually publish your thesis as well? No. 
No. Oh, okay. Well, I think right. it's not going to be very successful and very, yeah, well. Well, you can as well repurpose it, repurpose it a little bit, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And maybe yeah. some bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, what is the difference in between your strategy of that you had before, like hiring ghostwriters directly, and the strategy that you have now, collaborations? You know, like, what's the major? Kind of a differentiator yeah the reason why i decided to change my strategy was that i had um 20 books on my account in amazon and yeah was making money i was making my living but the problem is you always have the risk of not having a diversification so if amazon decided okay tom we don't want you anymore um as a publisher maybe because i'm doing like mistakes or stuff like this or copyright issues, you never know. And that's why it was quite risky to have all your income on one account. And I just wanted to split the accounts so that I have an income of different sources and to minimize the risk. And the other good effects were that my ghostwriters now were kind of participating from my earnings. So before I just paid them a certain fixed amount of money, for example, 500 euro, 400 euro, and they were writing my books. And now they got 30%, 40%, 50% of the royalties that my books were earning. And this was very motivating for them to produce good books. And they were faster, they were more reliable. And they were not cheating, trying to copy content from the internet and stuff like this, because they were liable too for the content. And right. This worked out, yeah. So as ghostwriters that work with you, do they actually get to expose their name or they don't want to, or they use pen names? They, they use pen names, yeah. Okay, just... right. So you still use the same strategy of researching the topics and giving them the topics that they write. Exactly. Sometimes people um, I work together with are having already their topics. So they are maybe expert in a certain field, they're life coach, relationship coach, fitness coach, whatever, and they just want to publish a book and then we can see, okay, do you do you want to work with me? I do the marketing, you're just focusing on writing your book. And mm -hmm. these kind of cooperations are possible too. So it's not always like this, I'm researching. Sometimes the people come with a certain topic, yeah. Okay. Okay, I see that. So do you sell your books anywhere else or just on Amazon? Just on Amazon. So I have the ebooks on Amazon Kindle, the um, paperbacks and the audiobooks on Audible. These are the wow. only three mm -hmm. channels. I tried a few other, like there are a few German platforms and the Play Store and Apple Store, but it's not that good, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, of course, then you just go for the one that makes That's more the big one, financially, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, you know, like, looking at the financial side of that, um, so uh, uh, what's the price point of books? How much do you sell them for? Um, the ebooks are in the range of 3 euro to around about 6 to 7 euro, so quite cheap. The paperbacks are from 7 euro to... 10 euro, sometimes 12 euro, but I really try to produce books less than 10 euro to be mm -hmm. uh, kind of better than all the big publishing houses because they can't produce their books for such a 
cheap amount of money. That's a big competitive advantage for me in most niches. And the um, audiobook prices are determined by Audible, so I don't have an influence on this. It depends on the length of the audiobook. And it's between... And do you produce audiobooks yourself? Do you narrate them? No. I have... Everything is outsourcing in my business. Like, I have my writers, I have my cover designers, I have my um, narrators. Um, and it's very easy. You can find them very easily. And I'm not even paying a single euro for their production. So they will get a royalty share, 50%. And then they're doing all the stuff for free. Right. So you just need to, your, your business is about volume. So uh, you don't place eggs in one basket. You just like diversify as much as possible. Yes, exactly. Right. And so like across, so how, how much time has uh, passed since you published your first book? It's if you now two years. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then with like, You've seen like across the the two year span uh, how much the books are making in general because the the pricing is like relatively I mean it's low you know so you need to um, sell in volume right to yeah to cover for yeah, yeah to have some uh, like good uh, income in the end of the day so you know like uh, how much is a book on average you know. Like, not like the most successful, but like the average book, how much do you expect it to uh, make? Yeah, so it really depends on your on your knowledge and on the niches. So first of all, if you're selling an ebook for three euro, you're getting around about 170. So you really need to sell a lot of ebooks per month to make a good living. And it's the same for paperback. You're selling them, for example, for eight euro, and you will get around about two to three euro of royalty. Um, when I started, my aim was to earn 50 to 100 euro per month with one book. And uh, now I try to get more than 500 euro per month, per book. Which per is book? Per book, yeah. And okay. It doesn't, so it doesn't work out very, like, not for every book. So I have um, books that are earning more, books that are earning less. It really depends on the niche and on the competitors. All right. So what's the, you know, like, what's the most difficult part in this business? What do you think? Mm, I think the most difficult part is to, f to find a niche. You need really take your time and find a good niche. Because if you've chosen a bad niche, you won't be able to sell a lot of books, even though you have the best book in the world. You know, you need to figure out a niche with a high demand for your book and maybe a niche where you have competitors there that are very weak. For example, they have bad cover, bad title, they don't use good keywords, they don't have um, good reviews and stuff like this. So that's the, mm -hmm. that's the main part of this business. To find good ghostwriters, to have a good cover, that's, that's not that hard, to be honest, because you can outsource everything, you can find good um, designers for cheap money, like all my covers are made for five to 20 bucks. That's not a lot of money for a good cover. No, that's not for sure. Yeah. And uh, people still judge book by their cover. Yeah. That's a big factor too. Yeah. Yeah. At least it okay. needs to be professional. You don't need to have a perfect cover like the big publishing houses, but it needs to look professional. 
Definitely, definitely. And so, you know, like in terms of in terms of marketing uh, and uh, choosing, sort of like choosing the niche and bringing your uh, book to the market. So, uh, um, like, do you use the like the traditional social uh, part for marketing, or how would you uh, how do you actually bring your book to your readers? Or your books to your readers so do you build mailing lists do you i don't know uh stalk people on facebook and ask them for reviews or like you know what do you do yeah the good thing about amazon is every time you're selling a copy of your book they are earning money too so it's in their interest that you have good sales so they are offering offering you a lot of promotion possibilities um you can uh, you have a free promo called free promo so you can offer your ebook five days for free there you can collect a lot of downloads and these downloads will push you in the rankings within the first days of your publication and then you have the possibility to use ads within amazon it's called amazon uh, marketing services they can mm -hmm. pay for for the ads for the customers um, all the stuff you said, like Facebook, social media in general, or mailing lists are um, or can be very powerful, but it takes a lot of time to um, to gain these lists, these lists. Um, if you have a corporation like or if you're an expert or a coach and you have a mailing list with 500 people, 1000 people, whatever, you can use it during your publication process. But if you don't have it, you don't need it. So it's it's a benefit but it's not a must to have it. Okay. And so, then, but I mean, like it, it would be really difficult to, you know, build in your case, 50 mailing lists for 50 different niches. That's uh, true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. So what I use, for example, is during my free promo. That's the five days period where my eBooks are for free. I uh -huh. use, um, different mailing lists. For example, there's a mailing list, another, guy has about the ketogenic diet, for example, then I'm offering him 50 euro and he will promote my book in his mailing list, for example, this is a good option. Or there are certain providers that have a mailing list of book, just book readers, and they're offering your book in this mailing list. For example, there's one on the German market, you're just paying 10 euro and you have a, an audience of 30,000 people. So that's quite a lot. So you can yeah, that's great. Gain and it customers. actually goes to people who like reading. I assume. Yeah. So that's a good opportunity too. And then when it comes to the um, product reviews, that's a bit tricky because you really have to be careful to be within the terms of how's it called terms of trades of Amazon. So you can't buy um, reviews or you can't just beg in for reviews somewhere. What I do is um, I give free copies of my book to normal product testers. So they're just testing my book, they read it, and then they will um, do a review. They're not forced to give me five stars, four stars. They can just give me stars like they want to. This is a okay. good option, for example. If you don't have this, you can ask maybe some people you know, some friends or family, whether they want to test your book. But Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, but this kind of a goes uh, a little bit in the gray zone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I figured that uh, uh, lately, um, it like, all the, you know, product reviews and service reviews are trackable, or, I mean, it can be trackable uh, to, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say to IP, but, like, to many other different factors. Yeah. Like, people who are you, you're related to, like, you've got to be extra cautious. Yeah. So factors like this are even like the same address or the same banking account or like you said the same IP are factors that are or need to be considered. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And when you have uh, such a partner like Amazon, like banning one account for them wouldn't mean much, but like banning your having your account banned would mean a lot to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's one reason why I di diversified because you never yeah. know. Sometimes. Um, the people who review your products are doing some mistakes or something like this and yet, then you get punished for them. You never know. So it was quite risky and that's why I decided to just publish with different accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't have two accounts for yourself. No, I just have one. But the books with my corporation are published on their accounts. So if I have um, someone who's writing about, I don't know, relationships, then yeah. I do all the marketing, but they need to publish the books in their accounts and I have a contract with them and they get an invoice of me every single month and then they're paying my royalties. Okay. Yeah, well, that's an interesting model. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. So what's your vision for, for yourself for the next, let's say, I'm not going to say 10 years, but let's say five, you know, like uh, uh, what's your big picture of the world where you go into this? Because you are pretty much already location independent and you're making your living. You can, you know, pretty much live, I guess, uh, uh, anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be the cheapest country ever, ever, ever. I mean, yeah. you, ha you don't have to live in Djibouti, but... Uh, yeah, you might as well travel or yeah, and uh, the business is growing. So what, what, what do you want to do with this now? Yeah, what I figured out during the last six months is that I don't want to be a full time nomad. So I went to the nomad cruise, I went to different countries and I figured out that this is not 100% my lifestyle. So I just want to be like a part time nomad traveling around just for a couple of months within one year. And in respect to the business, I definitely want to publish books in the future and I want to try to scale up the business a bit and even um, like I want to be I want to build a business around the publishing business um, I like a coach coaching business I'm currently working on an own personal brand teaching other people to do the same like me to publish books and get location independent like me and that's what I'm currently working on and I want to create a video course for a lot of people and a YouTube channel and stuff like this. That's my vision for the next maybe one year and I don't really okay. have a, I don't really have a five years plan to be honest. Um, I'm quite satisfied with my life like I'm free, I have enough money to live, I have a lot to do and I'm very happy. To be honest yeah that's great i mean like i guess this freedom is uh, you know like a nice perk of yeah. uh, of having your business that is uh, somewhere in the cloud yeah so that i mean it's not a bakery where you get up at 3 a.m <laughs> yeah that's true that's the main part and that's <laughs> the the most important part of this stuff that i'm free to choose where i work and live when with whom i want to work and live that's the major part
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. So, okay. Uh, I guess, you know, like one of my last questions is about, you know, like uh, just maybe you could name a few um, tools that are, you use on like almost daily basis or daily basis for your business. So what are the, you know, the essentials, book publishing essentials for you? Okay. Um, my best tool is called Jungle Scout. Jungle Scout is a website and a tool where you can um, figure out how many copies your competitors are selling. So uh -huh. if you have an Amazon product, you always have a sales rank. And this tool transfers this sales rank to actual sold copies. So if I type in, okay, this book has a sales rank of 10,000. I type in the 10,000 and the tool then tells me, okay, 10,000 of sales rank equals 50 copies per month, for example. And you can do this for every single market, for the German market, French market, US market, whatever. And this is very helpful when you're searching for a specific niche because you know in advance how much copies of potential you have to sell in this niche. Um, some people just skip this part and they're just publishing and hoping and this is the worst thing you can do because you don't you need to know that there is potential for your book in advance because otherwise it doesn't make sense to publish your book there if you're not making money or like collecting leads or whatever your aim is with this book so that's the most important tool i use another tool i use with my ghostwriters is obs i think it's called mm -hmm. open broadcast software where I can just record tutorials for them, how to structure their work. Um, and I can really give step-by-step -step tutorials for them to do the, all the outsourcing stuff. And it's for free. Mm -hmm. Another tool I love is Trello. Trello oh, yeah. is a project management tool where I organize all my book ideas, where I organize my new coaching business. And this is a tool that I use on a daily basis. What else? I use um, the Sonar tool, S-O-N-A-R-tool.com. This is a keyword research tool. So you can just type in, for example, the word diet, and you will get a lot of um, long tail keywords just out of diet. For example, ketogenic diet, low carb diet, whatever. And this shows you on the one hand um, possible niches. For example, you want to publish a book in the um, money-making niche, then you're just typing in money and it shows you all the demanded um, keywords in this niche. And this is very helpful to find your niche within the niche, your specific niche. And it shows you how much traffic is on these keywords. So when you're searching for keywords to put in your Amazon backend or in the title of your book, you can use this tool as well to have a yeah kind of high traffic on your keywords that you're using okay pretty cool pretty cool thank you very much i think this is really really comprehensive actually you've touched the ground of uh, pretty much everything with the tools from research to uh to implementation so yeah. i think this is really really helpful for uh, those of uh um of our listeners who are actually considering going into publishing or researching publishing like i think it could give an extra uh kick to yeah. um to their kind of a you know start 
um, of of the of the journey. Okay, so you know, I think this is pretty much it, and uh, I think it's been really interesting, and I, I love your story, how especially the bakery start, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, if you want to share the uh, the the website where um, where people can learn a little bit more about your uh, new coaching business when it's up, like, do you already have this in place, or it's uh, coming soon? it's almost finished the problem is there's all the european data privacy stuff at oh, the moment yes. so i have to don't fix that name it, name it. this is a curse word this day so uh, yeah. yes it's awful <laughs> but it, yeah. the name of my business will be nomad publishing so i combined my nomad lifestyle with a publishing lifestyle <laughs> and nice. it will so be nomad Dot .de, yeah, nomad-publishing.de. And everyone who's interested in publishing books and has open questions can also contact me, tom at nomad-publishing.de. And cool. I will, can give you some good advices or answers to your questions. That's no problem. All right. This is awesome. Thank you very much. Very welcome. Thank you for having yeah. me, Maria. Yay. Welcome to the Restation Podcast, where it's all about thriving in work and play in the age of the digital nomad. Out of Las Palmas, we bring you the best tips and stories provided by our visiting remote work champions. 